So when I look at how's the best to take a small business and push it forward, I arrive at the conclusion of I'm going to put it on the website, on the web. I'm going to have a strong web presence and I need to pick a platform. When it comes to picking a platform, to me, the only one that's really viable um, is um, WordPress. I have people come to me with Shopify and several of these other platforms. They are not built with Google, a Google first mentality. Um, they're sometimes built with the end user first, meaning, hey, the guy that needs to drag and drop his products on the web only knows how to add a picture through a drag and drop, doesn't understand the file structure. But all of that bloat does not allow Google to adequately get its hooks in. So therefore, those those don't work as well. So when we first got, when WordPress, WordPress first came out, it was designed as a blogging tool. Um, hey, it's sunny outside. It's 105 degrees in the city of Houston. You can bake a brownie in your car. Um, you know, people would get up and they'd give a weather report. They'd say how they felt. They'd put their musings of the day, a basic blog and a blog function. A dear diary for the Internet might be another way to describe it. But what's happened is it has evolved. Um, into an open source community, meaning that the base of WordPress is open, that people can come and um, utilize the back end of WordPress, build a custom application for it, they can plug into it, and it can become anything that you really want it to be. So we have very small sites running on it. We have very large sites running on it. We have people with budgets, you know, that they can barely afford $1,000, I think the biggest one that I manage um, is, you know, about $100 million a year corporation that's running a WordPress black backend. So it can scale up or down based on whoever you are. So when I when I have somebody walk in the door and they say, hey, this is what my goal is. This is what I want to do. This is we put them in the right vehicle that will allow them to grow with that business. So, you know, you can start as a thousand dollars and end up with a hundred million dollars and be a perfectly happy um, situation with that. So this is why we, you know, advocate to kind of go down this road the way we're, the way we're saying to do it. So with all of that said, um, we now understand that WordPress is probably, I'm hoping we understand that there really is no true alternative. If you have ambitions of ranking on Google, WordPress really is um, the only place to really be, um, to have that be, to work well. Now, there's two WordPresses, so I want to I want to explain the difference between the two. Um, there's some that are going to be the consumer advocate side of that, and there'll be another that'll be the, you know, just the pure uh, what is it kind of a thing. So I am a believer, and I and I you know I I've been in this business 26 years, and I've seen a lot over those 26 years. We may even be going on 27 years. I have to re-add my fingers, but after 20 25 years plus of doing this. You as a business owner need to make sure that you have complete and utter control over your website, over your domain name, and over your assets, okay? And I mean web assets, digital assets when I say that. Now, something like a Facebook profile or a LinkedIn profile, you need to make sure you have the username and the password to them. You're not um, going to ever have complete control of something like on Facebook, all right? But when it comes to your web files, there's a diff couple different ways you can do this. And, I'll, and I'm going to give you a true story on this, too. Um, there's WordPress.com and there's WordPress.org. WordPress.com is kind of like an apartment complex, if you will, that you go, you build your website, you build it inside WordPress's platform, and you are beholden to the rules and fees that they assign to that platform. So if you want to add a plugin and they say it's a premium plugin, your bill is going to go up. Um, if you want to make basic modifications and they say you're not allowed to, but if you expand your package, your bill will go up. When I say something's on a platform, it means that you do not have control. So platforms, again, Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, um, WordPress.com is on that platform list. So I want I want to make sure that we we kind of understand that part of it. Um, WordPress.org, you are given the set of files 
and then you can install them on a hosting company of your choice. Now, I am a hosting company for full disclosure. We we have thousands of WordPress websites hosted here, and um, we help maintain and help make sure our customers stay safe within that environment. Uh, there's very few hosting companies that actually kind of take responsibility for the WordPress.org type things. Everybody wants something running in a platform that they can just hit a few buttons, do the updates on, and have a good day. And that's really not my philosophy. You guys need to be autonomous. You need to be able to pick your website up and move it wherever you want to go. You need to be able to um, own as much of the assets of that website as you can. So let's let's kind of talk through that a second. I have had customers that have come to me through the years, and they would say to me, um, you know, I, I, I moved here, I went here, I did this, I did that, um, and all of a sudden my stuff stopped working. Or they said something to me to the effect of, you know, I got a letter from my hosting company and they're updating their platform back end and I can no longer have my website here. Can you help me build a website in three days? And although I can re reasonably build a website in three days if I actually had to, um, you should never be in a situation where you have to say that phrase to somebody. So um, you don't ever want to get caught in a situation where you do not have complete control over your business's website. So WordPress.org gives you that control. Um some hosting companies have a self-install version of WordPress that is on WordPress.com. And I think that is what GoDaddy's doing these days. They're not standalone versions. Um, hosting companies like mine have a one button install and it installs it on and that those file and that file system belongs to you. Um, some of the ones that come through this class, when they come through the class, we 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 have a specialized version of WordPress. It's not that I did anything like reprogramming it. What I really did was put together a package that is designed to succeed for SEO. So we have all the tools, everything that you need, set of licenses, we put it together. And I'm going to kind of go through what those those needs are um, so that you know the, so the software plugins that you should have and what you should be doing at this point in time. Um, but so again, know your hosting company, know your platform, know what they're installing. Just because it's a one button install doesn't necessarily mean that it, you're autonomous. You need to be using a standalone set of files. And I, I really, there's not going to be anybody that's going to talk me out of that. I'm going to tell you something else too about this. Um, these are all run on database backends, right? So on a server, you want those databases created independently. You don't want them conjoined with, with in other ways. So you want everything to be able to run in a way that you have maximum speed, maximum file access, maximum everything. And the only way you're going to do that is to do that with a standalone version of WordPress installed. So with all of that said, I'm going to share my screen here, possibly. We'll see if it shares right. Watch, it's not going to share right. Of course it's not. There it is. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it now. Sorry for this. I, usually it shows up top, but it didn't show up top today. Let me do share again. There we go. Okay, so what I do is I keep a, a version of WordPress that I have, um, and in it I use it to do installs with, so it makes my life easier when I need to do a customized version of WordPress to install it. So I don't even have a theme on this, but we're going to kind of go through all of this here. Um, let's do this. Okay. So we're going to come into here and we're going to go through the back end of WordPress. Now, mine has already been customized and I'm going to talk about those plugins and I want to talk about some of the fundamentals, but I'm going to go through some of the base settings with you um, before we do that. And like I said, this is a brand, this is a blank uh, website. Um, so as you can see from the front side. So I want to come down on this. When you come across, you have something across the top that's going to be a toolbar of sort. And you also are going to have something down the left-hand side that's going to list the things that you can do. 
the very first thing that you should do when you come into a WordPress website is you should go ahead and pick your theme. Okay. Um, and what the themes are, are there a base, base set of files that are in, that are installed and put together that allow you to pick a basic design of a website? And when you do that, um, it will carry it through. Okay, so it will have a header. And in fact, I'm in the process of building this website now. So I'm going to I'm just going to kind of pull this one up because you'll be able to see it. Hold on a minute. In the process, I literally, this is a one page website at the moment. Um, and it's in the process of being built. So uh, when I, when I come, Carol Austin. When, when I come here, um, I come into, come into here and I have my, my list, just like I'll have a similar list. And what this theme does is it sets an outline so I can go to uh, appearance and I'm going to pick theme, and it's going to tell me what theme I can pick. And we're using our child theme version of um, our theme builder, and I can customize that. WordPress itself comes with themes. You can see the 22 and 23. Those are the two recent ones. I use Astra, like all ours come with Astra, and they when I do it, it comes with a licensed copy of it. Astra is very lightweight um, and can have anything done with it. The other thing is I have a set of templates for it so that we can start. And we'll look at templates for it in a second here. But the first set of things that we need to do is we need to come down and we need to make sure we set our site identity. Um, and when we set our site identity, we can change the image and we can put our logo in. And as you can see, it took me multiple times to get the logo right because I've got about three or four versions of it here. Um, I went ahead and set that up. I've got that so it knows what it is. I can set in my menus and I can tell it what menu I want at the top, what menu I want at the bottom. I can answer some questions. Um, the other thing it'll do is it'll ask me some global questions like what do I want my typeface to look like? Um, and I give it uh, what I want. And I have there's some presets in here. You can do your colors. You can pick the color of your website. So this website we did with blues and grays because this one's going to, even though the logo's red, we did everything else. We're going to do everything else with blues and grays. Um, we can set buttons. We can, you know, you can set multiple things. So you, the, under the appearance tab in the theme, you'll be able to customize everything and anything that you needed to do. Um, when I come into a blank website like this one, uh, and I think it's hooked up, so let me confirm that. Yeah. Okay. So when I come into a website um, and it's blank, if I was just going to start from scratch, one of the things that we'll give everybody is uh, some templates to go ahead and start building the website from, okay? Um, so I can go to, uh, where are they? Premium templates, templates, templates. Let's see if it was, I got to find where it is. I have a whole kit of them here. I don't know why it's not showing up. Okay, so what I have in here is there's a whole set of themes that you can pick for your website that you say what you want your website to look like. And what I will say is they come with custom set out blocks, a custom look. You can kind of pick them. So ideally, you can you if your if your system provides that you can pick a website that you like the look of and say, okay, I want to use this color, this background, I like the way this one looks, and you hit an update button, and it pushes the entire thing out for you um, to create, it basically creates the elements of the website. And then once those elements are created, you can go through and edit them to be what you want. So if I come back to my sample site that I just literally started on, I put a basic theme in on this one. I picked a template. 
And what it did is it came with some predefined pages. It came with about five predefined pages. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let's first of all, let's preview what the About Us page looks like. So you can see I have my header that's universal on my website, but then you see I have the background image, I have an About Us image, and I can start to come through and edit those blocks to make my website look like I want it to, you know, say what I want it to say, but I can either change the images or I can keep the images and write around them. So you see, this is just like some filler, filler text. And it gives you some ideas of what to do. You know, why work with us? Well, here's some bullet points as to why you should choose to work with us. And then, you know, here's a way maybe to display some of your ownership people. So you see how these are done with a very stylistic set of elements. And that's because that's what came out of this website, um, out of the template that I picked when I picked the website to start building this website. I picked the base template and then it gave it to me. And this is what you know, I can work within those blocks or I can change those blocks. Um, I don't think I have a copy of this web this website without the homepage on it, but um I completely gutted this homepage, just so you know. The only thing that stayed the same in the homepage is my um my actual header. So I put a header in, put the logo in, I put my little slogan in. And as you notice, I've changed all the the parts for this. I've changed them all the way down. So I have the four boxes. I've got, you know, things uh, for each of the areas of Houston. I'm working on commercial property now to get the commercial property box pulled in. Um, and if you notice, as I'm building it, I actually have this set up for anybody that knows me, knows that, um, you know, for SEO first and foremost, what I do so I ended up building in my SEO elements right into this page as I built them because I've got homes for sale um, and then all these communities are going to have a corresponding page. I just have to go in and hook them all up. So I have to build the pages out and hook them up. So it's going to be a bit, pretty beefy undertaking, but it'll it'll get itself done. But I simply started with a template, so I didn't have to set my fonts. I didn't have to do any program. I literally... Uh, pointed and clicked my way um, into getting a template set up, which I'm, you know, sure why it's not showing up here like I really would want it to. Uh, if I can find, I'm looking to see if I can put my hands on where that architect firm uh, was, but I'm not seeing it. Um, here we go. This was the, if I preview the demo, this is the website that was the start of that one for Kingwood. I'm just going to preview it real quick for you guys so you can see what it would have looked like before. But this is what that, what this is what that website looked like before I started pulling it apart. Um, and then putting my own flair on it. But that's that's what I, you know, I kind of want you guys to see is that you can take the template and then start to make it your own and, and put your own elements, your own pictures. If you're not comfortable in designing anything or you don't, you know, you have the art skills of somebody that only knows how to use a crayon, which I know a lot of people that way, then you can leave the guts that way and just change the images and change the verbiage. So it becomes very easy. So the next question you should, and I know that sounds like I'm oversimplifying something. I get that. Um, the next course question that you should um, ask yourself, you know, I really do think this is here somewhere. It's really bothering me that I can't put my hands on it. Maybe it's not turned on. Maybe that's its problem. What I want you to see is how many different websites there are to choose from. Um, some of them are pretty basic that you just have to change the background image um, and you have a reasonable website out of it. Um, some of them are way more uh, sophisticated. So it just depends on what you want. But there's something here pretty much for everybody. I think there's 200 and some odd starter templates. 
You don't have to keep the colors. You don't have to keep the shapes. You don't have to keep the backgrounds. Um, I would just pick out a layout like you'd like. If you wanted something with a background, well, then, um, you know, you have you have one with a background. If you wanted to start out with something that was white, you've got one with white. So, you know, it, it gives you a lot of different options on how you can set something up and how you can kind of move forward with all this. Okay, so um, that's kind of why I want to do that. But then the next question that you need to ask yourself is how do I want to edit pages? So let me let me kind of talk through that with you. Um, and I'll tell you how we arrived where we were. Um, there is multiple different website filters out there um, that plug in, which a plug in is something that extends the capability of WordPress. So once you get your base installed, there's multiple other WordPress plugins that allow you to um, have better capabilities than a base install. So with that said, um, we went down um, a few roads as we went through this journey. So there is uh, one that is called WP Bakery. Uh, it was called Visual Composer originally, which I think is was a much better name than WP Bakery, but that's just me. Um, but Visual Composer is a set of tools that did it. And I can show you a builder like that, but... Um, we had to, when we had Core Vitals come up, so Google came back, uh, I guess it's been two years now, a year and a half, and said, hey, we want all websites to be faster. And it's upon, it's put upon you to make those websites faster. And um, website speed is not only coming from the web hosting company that can throttle you and not give you enough processing power, but your own website, if it's bloated and not put together well, so WP Bakery was struggling to make good core vitals. Um, there was some out there that were touting Divi Builder, except Divi Builder, I think, and to this day I say, is one of the more difficult ones to use to have a visual build builder. Um, and it doesn't, it requires more programming. And because it required more programming, it really was something that I, I wouldn't advocate getting involved with. That's um, just something that I I would say, but this here what we what we kind of narrowed it down to is that and honestly I'm going to tell you tooth and nail I fought this initially um, was to move to Elementor. Now Elementor has a lot of add-on features that come within its pro package, um, and we can kind of talk through them here in a second. Uh, but Elementor seems to be able to to do things visually, it allows you to build stuff in a way um, that it's easier. Uh, it has some drag and drop capabilities to it uh, that are, you can kind of just, if you want to put an element on a page, you literally just drag it to the page. Um, and there's some contextual related page features within inside of Elementor that allow me to better put together my website in a way that Google's more uh, amenable to ranking the website. So I just want you to kind of understand that, that we felt like the set of tools that comes with Elementor is superior to anything out there. And I still have the ability to hand code it if I need to. Um, and there's sometimes from a color standpoint or functionality standpoint that I still need to hand code it. Um, so it does have the ability to do that and it does let you do that. So um, we always recommend that you can, you know, and you can see as I look down here now, we provide the license to Elementor for, through my hosting company. Anything I'm talking about, we provide to our customers. So anything that I'm advocating for, if you don't have these things, um, it, it, you, some of them you're going to, if you don't have them, you need to get them. And I will highlight this. So if you're using WP Bakery and you're comfortable with WP Bakery, I'm not saying go jump out the window and don't use it. If you're a Divi Builder person, um, God love you. You're smarter than I. Uh, not really, but it's just that it's, to me, it's a little bit more difficult to use and not as user intuitive. So if you can do it and you're happy with it, that's a great thing. Um, Divi Builder is lightweight and does let it do. Um, and if you're somebody that kind of needs to point and click and do that, Elementor will work much better for you as far as I'm concerned.
Okay. So that's our, you know, hey, we need a theme. We need a builder. Now, because I have a theme and because I have a builder, the next question should be, what am I building? There's two native forms within side of WordPress. Okay. And when I say native forms, I mean um, ways to put up a page. So there's two different types of ways to do this. To you, they would look the same on the front side up to a certain point. But for the most part, I want you to understand the difference because you always have to make that diff that designation. I'm going to use the vertical web website to show you this because... I don't have it built out on this real estate site yet. So um, when you come in, there's two different types of pages, uh, two different ways to post content. One is a page and one is a post. And they sort of look the same, but they function very differently. So I want to kind of talk about a page first, okay? So if I go to the do the page model, um, the page model is anything that is within the navigation of the website that is not has no dependencies on date or the time that it was posted. Um, so these are all pages, okay? So if you notice, I have my SEO services, my local services, my web design services. Each and every one of these were built um, with the page function. Okay, the posts go to the blog. All right, now the blog, when I want to put up a blog post, I use the page, and then this is the reason that happens with this that you want to do it. So I have my basic post, and then I have what it does is it generates the entire set of dates that are out there so if you can see my blog i've had a blog running on this website since january of 2012 that's how far back this the blogs on this website go and you can see the busier that i was the lesser blogs i had the, the slower i was the more blogs i had um so you can kind of see that here through the time and it shows you how many were posted under each month. What do we have? What are we doing? What's where? What's what? That apparatus is generated through the post function. Now, there's an SEO reason why I want all of this here, um, because it helps create a secondary set of pages. So when I look up um, a website and I've and I've you've heard me all say from time to time, oh, excuse me. You've heard me say from time to time that you need a um, you need about a hundred pages for that website to rank. This blog functionality adds that, and what it does is it creates the main blog page, it creates the consolidated blog page, it creates and I'm counting on my fingers here. It creates the blog page that is associated to the month. It creates the blog page that's associated to the year, and it creates the actual blog page itself. So each blog post can be responsible from anywhere to four to seven pages on your website. So when I say you need 100 pages, theoretically, you need 20 to 25 blog posts, and you're out of that initial set of I need some pages on my website problem. So 20 blog posts puts you in a much better place. Um, but each one is, and when I say that, you can see there's, you can see that if I go here uh, and click on June, you'll see all the stuff for June is listed in one place. Um, and I just think if I take this off, I think there's an annual page too that gives you all the posts that were done in 2023. And you can see it goes back. It's old classes. It's stuff we put up. On and on and on it goes. So all those things come off of that one blog post. I get these five extra pages issued out of it. And that five extra pages starts to elevate me into where Google takes me way more seriously. Because it can see all these pages on the backside. Now. Historically, the other thing that blog pages allowed you to do was categorize them. So you can see I have 106 total blogs, 
I've got 45 that are class schedules. I have 32 that are internet marketing based. I have 40 that are SEO based. I have another 40 that are search engine optimization based. And you may ask, what is the difference between those two? Well, there really is no difference between those two, except one is together and one is spread out. Now, I don't think I actually have to go look at that because I wonder if one of my staff did that because it really kind of shouldn't be that way. Um, but because I, I don't really need the double redundancy on that. And the other one that's double redundant here is local SEO and local. It makes maybe these are pages. All right, there's that one. There's this one. Let's see. No, they're all blog posts. So there's something in there that that got double categorized as well. So we'll need to get that piece fixed. So with all of that said, um, we now should know the difference. We should know we need to add a theme. So I'm going to backtrack just a second. Your first step is to add a theme. Configure the theme, which configure sounds like a scary word, but it's just once you, uh, once you uh, pick a, well, let me say it this way. You pick a theme, you pick a template, and then you configure the template and the template will walk you through, hey, what colors do you want? What fonts do you want? And it will set all of it for you. So you don't actually have to do that. Um, so that's to me, that's a good thing uh, all onto itself. Um, the next thing we did was um, we so we picked a theme and then we now know the difference between pages and post types. Um, the next thing that I do when I start from scratch is I start looking at what do I need to install and configure. I'm going to kind of go through that here. Minor, these are all pre-configured and pre-installed, but I want to go down what each the function of each one of these are so that you sort of can understand what you've got, what what needs to happen here and why. Now, I have a whole bunch of add-ins, plugins that we pay for enterprise licenses and we provide it to our hosting customers. All right. So not just SEO customers, our hosting customers get a full set of tools as well. Um, I kind of want to go through what each one of these are so you understand why they're there and why you probably should have them yourself. Okay, so the very first one is the advanced editor, which allows you to have an interface in your text uh, typing area that looks like um, Word. So if I and I, and I guess I'm going to run a parallel universe here. Excuse me. So that very first plugin allows this to look like Microsoft Word. The file, edit, view, insert, you know, paragraphs, bold, italics. They're all things that you're somewhat uh, uh, familiar with. Um, but you have to have a plugin to do that because natively it's just a box that you can type in and it doesn't have any of that. The next one um, that I think all people, whether they're with me or not with me, everybody should have this Ask Met anti-spam. Um, and there's a few reasons why. So there's bots that go out and walk the Internet. And as they walk the Internet, um, they look for opportunities to post on your website. Now, if I go back... 10 years, 10 years ago, it was okay to have comments posted on your website that didn't necessarily have to do with your website. Um, there was SEO credit to that. And Google was rewarding, you had an active blog. So what happened was, of course, you know, there's a yin and a yang in all of this. So Google said, we'll write, you will accept comments. The bot community went and wrote a bot that walks along and posts comments and links and so on and so forth. So this piece of software goes in and it stops comments and it also stops the um, posting of uh, forms to your website that are not worth it. But the biggest thing is it keeps it completely, it kind of keeps the spam comments to a minimum. If you've ever had a website that doesn't have this, 
you could have upwards of, you know, 10,000 spam posts that you either have to delete or approve. So you don't want to, you don't want to do that. And if you turn stuff on natively and just let it post, those posts, Google will end up banning your site over it because you're a promulgator of spam um, and they'll end up penalizing you. So you, you really don't want to not have this plugin and you sure don't want random comments being posted to your website without your permission. So that's that story. Uh, the Astra is the theme. And if I click on this, and I just want to show you, like on this one, I can come up with and customize my site identity to color, what the header looks like, what the footer looks like, what buttons I want, what I want, where, why, when, and how. Um, and it kind of gives me all of that. And I can customize any of those things and I can just set them up and it'll do it for me. So I think that's an important thing for us to know about. I think it's an important thing uh, for this to, to do this. Um, the other thing is there's some extra tools that you can have here that um, help you, um, you know, do some things that you may not know how to do, like build a funnel builder and build a, you know, start simplifying your cart pages so they work better. So um, with all of that said, so that's the, that's your theme. There's a whole bunch of stuff there. The starter templates are all sitting here within that system. If you come in, you can pick what you want. We're back to this screen again, and off we go. So we did for Okay, so I'm going to come back over here to the plug-in screen. All right, so the next thing you need, and I'll, we'll talk through this a second. I'll tell you why I do this. And actually, I've been doing things a little bit differently. So there's multiple. You always need to have your own backup, okay? So let's start with this. Most web hosting companies do not back your website up in case you make a mistake. They may, if you're lucky, and I'm going to stress if you're lucky, have a copy of your website in the event of a catastrophic failure. Um, and you probably need to know if your web hosting company backs up their websites on a regular basis. Um, if they do, I don't depend on it anyway. I wouldn't depend on it. So we put in um, on ours, I've actually got two backup systems that run on this um, that we kind of give our customers. This backup buddy one is very easy to configure. It, it is just kind of standard. Um, I actually think I have this one pre-configured that it comes, you know, it's configured away. And then the other thing that we did with it um, is you don't want to back up to the server itself. Um, so we actually have it and our customers enjoy this. It's not something that... Um, not every, you know, not not everybody does this. We actually take it and do backups to AWS's uh, Glacier service so that um, there is no, the backups are off premises. So if we get, let's say a meteor hits the data center, um, everybody's backups are in a different location. So um, you're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna lose your website that way. Now, what I will tell you is if it was me and I do this on my own site, I keep a local backup. Every once a month or so, I'll go in and just back it up and download it to my local hard drive because my servers are in North Carolina, Glacier's in Virginia, and I'm in Texas. So I would literally have backups in three different places if I did that. So if the meteor hit North Carolina, Virginia, and Texas, we have much bigger problems than if my website was backed up or not. But you need a backup software and you need a backup software that you can use. So I'm going to say that this podcast is listened to by multiple people um, across the country. So with that said, not everybody is, you know, my critter. But um, so we do Backup Buddy and we do Backup Buddy because the installation or the restoration process is much easier than Updraft. Um, I once asked my system admin if we could switch to Updraft from Backup Buddy. And what he told me was, have you ever tried to restore a site from, from uh, Updraft? And 
at the time I hadn't, so I went and go tried it. It's very difficult, whereas to do one from backup buddy is pretty darn easy. So we went ahead and put that in. Again, we're providing that license. We don't expect you to buy it. Um, but the uh, backup buddy is our preferred way to be able to um, to do all of this. Um, the next one I give everybody is a little search and replace tool. So if you had to make changes to something on your website, it will go find them and it will replace them. It's just a little, um, what's a good way to say? It? It's just like a little utility. It's like a little Swiss army knife that if I need to make a change. So we just, that, it, it, that one's free. There's no cost associated with that unless you want an upper level version. I think I've only once had to buy an upper level version in probably the 15 years since I've been using that thing. So the next thing we have is uh, something called blog to social auto post scheduler. And I, I want to talk about blog to social here for a second. Um, there are multiple platforms out there that will mass replicate your blog across multiple social media uh, networks. We have used this tool because it's easy to do, but it flies under the radar of the Facebook algorithms monitor. Okay. And what I mean when I say that is if I send something in from something like Hootsuite, it knows that it came from Hootsuite and it basically all but diminishes my post so that many people don't see it. We've not had the same experience with blog to social. I, I don't really know why that is, except that maybe it just flies under the radar. Um, excuse me. I don't know. I'm, it's cold in here. Anyway, I need a blanket and a pillow today. Um, but the moral of the story is that blog to social. So what blog to social does and why we included it for everybody and why we recommend it is that I am a big believer that every blog post that you put up needs to be replicated and pushed out across the Internet. And when I replicate and push out across the Internet on all these blog posts, um, I'm helping promote my brand. I'm helping promote my website. I'm helping maybe to gain a backlink. To do it manually is a big pain in the neck. So this thing, every time I put up a blog post, it turns around and sends it out to everybody for me, um, all the social media properties. So let, let me go into the settings on this so you can see. Now, this one, you got to remember, is not set up because this is my dummy setup site. But if you go to the networks, you see all the networks it has. Um, so you can see it's got it's got uh, Facebook, it's got um, Twitter, it's got Instagram, Pinterest, uh, Google My Business, Google Business Profiles. Um, we are always updating off that LinkedIn. There's several of them here. I also have a an account with Medium, so it is really literally built an entire catalog of everything that we've ever pushed for our customers are sitting out on Medium that way. Um, so I have as many accounts as I, I can get with stuff, um, and we put them out there and actually there's even more out here now. So I may need to look at expanding what we're doing on some of these. Um, so, but the, but the, the moral of the story is that you have the ability to add and push out to your social media platforms. So when I post something, if I come over to the post screen and make a new post, You'll notice that the, uh, is it here? Maybe not because it's not actually, oh, here it is. Okay, you'll see it has an auto poster box and it will decide where, how, when, what it wants to share with. So that's the good news is that it automatically will do it. You just have to turn on the auto posting, tell it to use your profile and off it will go. So we're big advocates on making sure that all blog posts are published back out to social media because I think they need to be. Okay, next one that you need here, these next two. So Google, or Google, uh, WordPress keeps uh, improving things and sometimes I think their improvements are not very good. Um, this is one of them. So they changed over to a system where they tried to make everybody edit in blocks 
um, and some people didn't like it. So that one there turns it back to the classic editor that you just saw that looks like Microsoft Word. Um, and they did the same thing with these blocks with the widget. So we that we have a plugin that turns the widget module back to the way it was as well. Um, and I think those are both a necessity. I think they're I think the blocks concept is a little harder to use, to be honest with you, especially um, when you have Elementor. You're just better off to bypass blocks, go right to Elementor and you'll be OK. So there's that. Um, the next one down we have is what allows my pages to display in a way that I understand. I don't have any pages on this website, but it makes a tree out of them. It says who's nested where. What it does is it allows you to bring pages together in a way that you can have a hierarchy, but you can see where they are and what they're under. So it makes it a little bit more easy to manage. Um, the custom permalinks, the links have to be changed to match for SEO. So if I come back over here, you look at this one, you see it says category web marketing SEO Houston. This this title of this is done with a permalink. Um, resident stuff off of WordPress are just, you know, page equals dollar sign source. You know, it's just a computer gumbly-gook. Um, from a Google standpoint, we need it to be... Um, the actual uh, words of what it's, the slug's about. So that's what that's for. Um, I find a lot of times I'll do something and then it's easier for me to duplicate what I've done and then reset it than it is for me just to um, start from scratch and build it. So we have a duplicate page in there, meaning that any page in the website can be duplicated so you can take it and do it. Uh, we talked about Elementor already. Uh, gravity forms is another thing. There's several different types of forms, WP forms, Ninja forms, and gravity forms. What we found is gravity forms opens up so much more opportunity and it's drag and drop. So even if you don't know what you're doing, um, it will allow you to drag and drop and build the form. And when I say a form, you know, it says name, address, email, phone number. Literally, I can get that information with one click and it'll build the form for me. So Gravity Forms is definitely, in my opinion, the way to go. Um, we used to use Caldera, but I've kind of stepped away from that because Gravity Forms have been way more um, uh, hospitable. Um, you need a security software, just like I told you, you need a backup software. Uh, and... I, <sighs> You know, you can do something like the Cloudflare. A lot of people go through Cloudflare. I, I have not. I'm leaving the name servers exposed. I'm 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 securing it in other ways. Um, but it, additionally, we we harden every install of WordPress that we have. Uh, we do it with iTheme security. I've had some people tell me, oh, well, you know, that's no good. You should be doing X, Y, and Z. At the end of the day, we've got this thing where it keeps everybody very well protected. I, I really don't have break-ins. I don't have people trying to break in up against it. And I think we're, I think it does a very good job for its price point and for what we need it to do to keep stuff safe and not have to use Cloudflare name servers and not have complete control over my stuff. Um, the next one is important. Because what I did, remember I told you only pages have or posts have categories. I actually have a plugin that added the categories to the pages um, section. And the reason why is because you also want to relate pages together. It's not going to output it. It's not going to give you a category tree, but it will output it in a way that you can you can deal with it. Uh, that's thinner. So now the next thing we're going to talk about, and some people have asked me to give a complete class on this, and, and maybe I will, um, but you need an SEO optimization uh, tool that's built into WordPress. So let me, let me, let's kind of talk through this a second. Uh, let me see. Oh, okay. It is open. Hang on one second here. We're going to tell it edit page. Oh, okay.
Alrighty. So when I come in here, you'll see we have the entire uh, apparatus of rank math sitting down here in the bottom of my pages. Um, and I can put some um, keywords in, and it kind of gives me an idea of how well I did up against uh, some artificial intelligence for this. What I will tell you is um, these kind of plugins are garbage in, garbage out. And if you don't really understand what you're doing and understand what you're looking at, just simply because I'm following this doesn't necessarily make me be a winner. It also can cause you to over-optimize just simply because you don't know what you're doing. So there is some buyer beware type things in here. Um, one of the suggestions it's making for me is I told it Houston SEO company is the main keyword on the page. It's telling me I didn't say that enough in the page. They're right. I didn't say it enough in the page. I don't intend to say it enough in the page. So I appreciate them telling me about it, not saying it enough in the page. Um, so I am making this decision not to get involved with some of these signals. Um, the other thing I don't ever do is I do not put out, outbound links on my pages. I just don't do it. Um, I don't want things linking outside. I don't want them linking out to other people. I need to maintain um, the link juice that I have. Now, the, as far as the pages interconnecting and linking together, they do a great job. Okay, so my pages are all pretty very well um, done and set so that they can interconnect. This thing doesn't find any outbound links because I will never put an outbound link um, on on my website. It just doesn't. I just don't do it. Um, so as you can see, I only got a 77, except when I look as to why I got a 77, um, I don't really care. Um, the other thing is it doesn't, it says my SEO title doesn't contain a number. So they want me to write number one SEO service in Houston as my uh, title tag. I, I'm not doing that either. So I am making decisions about what I'm not doing. So I'm perfectly fine when it gets to 77% and I'm not matching whatever there is because everything else is dialed in and it's dialed in right because the page is ranking. So I'm not worried about what their suggestions are. But I think when you don't know what you're doing, these are really good um, guideposts for you to set the page up in the way that it needs to be set up and at least get you going in the right direction. So I am the believer. So Yoast was out there for many years and Rank Math has been out for probably three or four years now. Um, I am here to tell you that I am much happier in Rank Math than I ever was in Yoast. Um, I think Rank Math does a much better job. They also do site outages, so they'll check for that. If your site's down, it does that, and then it'll call you if you have those services set up. So it's got a lot of different um, things uh, available to you if you need them. So I, I am a big believer in Rank Math. The other thing in Rank Math that it will do for you, if I can find it, here we go is it's it collects it's um it's hooked up and um sent to um a lot of different places and it'll also do google analytics and that's built into it um so my analytics code is connected i can click on my analytics tab and i don't think mine's working because of this g4 problem but we'll just see oh all right it must have finally got turned back well maybe it did what it's telling me is pages that are over-optimized, under-optimized. If I looked at the dashboard for analytics, it tells me what ones have good scores, what ones have bad scores, and what ones didn't I touch. Uh, it tells me if my analytics was hooked up right, it would give me uh, the right answer there. Um, and this is what it calls rank checker. And I don't even know what it's doing. I guess it's scraping for whatever it thinks I have. But there's um, 200 and some odd pages. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff here. Um, so it'll, it'll let me track the rankings on certain pages. 
Um, it'll let me check keywords on certain pages, which, you know, Google doesn't transport that data anymore. But if I have a page that's called uh, SEO and I get somebody that goes off Google to the SEO page, it's not going to tell me that a search term was SEO. But on the other side of the coin, um, I'm going to be pretty sure what a search term is just simply by what they did. So with all of that said, I'm going to tell you that Rank Math does the best job. The other thing Rank Math will do is it sets up your schema text for you. It sets up your local text for you. It keeps track of any changes that you've made. It allowed me, if I wanted to include my sitemap it get, or my knowledge graph, it allows that to be plugged in. It just gives you a lot of information. Um, so I would I would really strongly urge you to, to do that. Um, and, and have this kind of a plug-in if you don't do it already, because rank math is probably the better better way to go, if you know, in my opinion. All right, let's see where else we've got here on my list. Let's go back to plugins, install plugins. All right, let's see. Why are you not going back there for me? Internet can be a little bit slow sometimes. I'm sorry. No, I wouldn't do that. Question was, what is Link Whisper? Uh, what about Link Whisper plugin? I I don't use that one. Um, all right, so uh, let me kind of keep coming on down here. Let's see. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about, there's a couple more I guess I want to talk about here too. In the, um, Jetpack's a great way to keep a handle on what your website's doing. Um, and it, it as long as you're free, don't pay for it. Just use the free version of it. Um, so that's that's another one that's out there that we should be aware of. Um, we're going to talk about caching here for a second. Uh, there is a couple different things out there that you need to know about. Um, web servers are typically, at least Linux versions, are tip, which most are these days. I need to raise the air. Um, but the um, things like, uh, I'm sorry, I drew a blank there on that. Um, um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, web servers. Um, Apache is the typical web server for a Linux web server. Um there are uh, other versions that help speed it up, one of which is Lightspeed. Um, and we run Lightspeed on the back end of our servers to help because, you know, we're SEO people. So we needed to make sure our servers were fast. So we actually are running Lightspeed uh, servers. So the servers themselves don't have the latency and aren't, aren't backed up. The other thing that we can do is turn on the Lightspeed caching and allow that to run on your website, which means that your website should get precipitatively faster just out of the box. Um, so I, I would I would recommend having a Lightspeed server if you're serious about SEO as opposed to Apache. So there is that. Uh, the next plugin I want to talk about, and this one can be a little bit more expensive, but I we do have a license for this one as well. Um, this mail opt-in allows any post that we put out to be uh, sent out via email to our end user. So if I want to um, email blast everybody on my list whenever I put a new post in, um, it comes through this. And typically that's what I do with this blog now. Anybody that signed up for the mail list gets a copy of the gets a copy of the blog when I post it and they get an email that says, hey, new blog posted, here it is. 
um, so that you guys are kept in the loop. So that mail opt-in, I, I really would say do that with your customers if you can. Um, if you can start on your mailing list and you get something added, I would definitely um, make sure that I've got that going on right. Um, the next thing that I've got running around uh, in, let me see, that comes standardly with everything, um, is Google Site Kit. And we get, honestly, I've been hit with this way more than I really thought we were going to be. Um, I get all these people asking me to set up Google Analytics for them. And the people that have that Site Kit plugin, it will just do that for them. And actually, since we've been using it, it set up the G4 and the uh, analytics uh, because apparently Google on Saturday says it's going to shut off everybody's Google Analytics. I'm, I'm going to be curious if they actually do it. I know they've been yelling at everybody to upgrade, um, so but I am going to be curious to see if they actually do that or not. Uh, so that's another one. Um, the Starbucks plugin that we give everybody is because all websites need attributable author boxes. And those author boxes are going to um, allow your name, your picture, um, any articles you've written in a small bio. Google's looking to make sure that you're an authority on something. So they need to see your name. They need to see who you are. They need to see what you're doing. So therefore, that is why we conclude the author box on the post. So that's another whole set of things. Um this is another Elementor, it expanded Elementor. Um, the other thing that we do is, and we recommend in WP Rock, it's about as easy as it comes. So that's why we did it, is you need a caching uh, plugin that runs on the website, not just the light speed that runs on my side. It also needs something like a WP Rocket. So we've been running that on everything. It's very easy to conf configure. I did try a few other ones. Half the one I tried, and I can't even remember what its name was. I can't want to say like Nitro, but whatever it was, every time I turned around, the server was down on their plugin. And as a result, I didn't have it wasn't working right consistently across the across the board. Um now this next one is a good one to have, and I I really um I have been moving my backups and using it to do the backup as opposed to backup buddy. Uh, it also will dump to uh, Glacier, um, and I have been having an easier time with it. Uh, my admin prefers Backup Buddy. I prefer WP Staging, but the other thing it'll let you do um, and why I'm advocating for everybody to do this is that if you have a busy site, Anything you do should be done in a staging environment. You should not be doing it in a live environment. And because you shouldn't be doing it in a live environment, um, this is a way for you to create the staging site, throw it back out uh, to where it needs to go to. And it, it, I think it's a better approach to how to handle uh, maintaining a website, so you're never working on a live website. You're only working on a staging site. Uh, when you're done with your changes, you can always push them out and push them forward. So there is that that part of it. Um, so, but I I would strongly strongly urge um, to do something like uh, WP staging as opposed to just um, whatever on that. Um, and then last but not least, there's a couple little ones here that I'm not too worried about. The last one is a related post plugin. Um, all your all your posts need to have a silo around them. And what I mean is like this. I'll come over here to WP. Uh, um, let's go to web design. So the web design section on this website, if you come down on the bottom, it has an interconnection of posts uh, attached to it. Um, I wanted mine customized, so this one was done custom, but uh, on this side of the website, I think it's this side of the website, I need to fix it if it's, it's not that one.
Okay, so this is what it puts out. It says what it thinks is related based on what the words are in its own little internal search engine. So it put together these five ones in a way so Google can find five more and allows Google to deep crawl that site and be able to move along and make sure it picks up all your pages. Um, so I would strongly would strongly tell everybody to make sure you had a related post plugin, even if you don't necessarily know how to use it, make sure you have it, um, because by having it, it's going to help you move the ball forward a little bit. So um, I think that's you guys, you know, sometimes we have conversations here, so I try to allow enough content uh, content or uh, ability to have those conversations. Um, but with all of with all of that said, um, I think that's all I have for today. Uh, does anybody have any questions before we go ahead and call it? Okay, if there are no questions, I will tell you all I will see you tonight. Tonight's class, we're going to be talking about blogging, and that's through HCC. So if you haven't signed up yet, you need to sign up. Uh, replay of this will be out probably by the end of the weekend on this one. Um, and otherwise, I will see you all tonight then. And you have a good day, and I will see you soon. Bye-bye.